Shopify grows your business no matter how far or big you grow. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your fans' next favorite shirt or an exclusive piece of podcast merch, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash income, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash income now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. The energy transition is upon us, but what role will energy companies themselves, together with other businesses and governments, adopt in reaching net zero? Powered by How, an eight-part podcast series from Reuters Plus, in partnership with Aramco, will explore innovations and technologies aiming to move us towards a more sustainable future. Join me, Nisha Pillay, for in-depth analysis of these questions. Aramco, powered by How. Listen now. Hey, listeners. I want to tell you about a sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They're a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Every week, they host different events, all with the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like O'Teal Burbridge, Trouble No More, former members of the band, Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, Bill Frizzell, Sean Colvin, and many more. This June, join the Fab Foe, Joan Osborne, John Sebastian, Marshall Crenshaw, and a great group of faculty for the debut of Magical Mystery Camp. This all-inclusive, once-in-a-lifetime music vacation experience in the heart of the Catskills will be packed with nightly performances, workshops, speakers, song circles, open mics, and a lot more. If you're a performing musician at any level, bring your instrument. If you're a music lover, bring your good spirit. It's an amazing experience for individuals, friends, and couples alike. Registration is open, spots are filling up, so check it out soon. And scholarships are available. Check out MagicalMysteryCamp.com slash HelpingFriendly to learn more.
Hi, friends. Welcome to the Helping Friendly Podcast. This is the quick hit for July 22nd, 2017, night two of the Baker's Dozen. I have Becca and Andrew on here with me to talk about the show last night. Hey, guys, how's it going? Good. How are you doing? Excellent. Doing good. Doing good. Um, I suspect not as good as you guys because you got to go to a fish show last night. Um, so I'm anxious to talk to you about what your experience was like. <laughs> I, I got to watch it late night from the couch here. So uh, I've got a good idea of, of what happened, but I want to hear a little bit more about uh, what happened in the room. Um, just real quick. I mean, what was your overall impression of the night? And uh, just a few words. Oh, this is Andrew. Um, I thought it was uh, I thought it was a great show um i saw the first night as well and i thought like it was miles better than the first night the vantage farm our coaches did uh, there's like a lot of cliches that are used for this band you know like thrown around like patience and listening to each other and uh like stuff like that and i really actually thought that most of those fit the second set was like just really locked in um and like they really shared the stage and the songs really well together i thought yeah, I, I, I mean, they started off really strong with uh, Strawberry Fields and Kahaley's Comet. Like, that just got everybody really pumped up right at the beginning, and then they just followed through the, the rest of the show. I, I thought it was a really great show. Excellent, excellent. So, um, in fact, let's uh, let's start out. We did get one submission for our uh, voice memo review. So, um, let's go real quick to Elliot, who uh, sent us in a review of the pre-show vibe last night. Happy Saturday, Fish fans. This is Elliot reporting from night two, July 22nd, Saturday night inside MSG. Very quick update on the donut. It's strawberry with coffee or donut crumb on top. Anna says it's good. The uh, anticipation for tonight is, is pretty high. Everyone seems to have enjoyed last night. I myself am, am wearing a Woot shirt that tells you to put the lime in the coconut. Getting a lot of rave reviews about it. Uh, tonight, I really hope they settle into a nice groove, slow things down a bit. You know, but if Trey wants to peak everything, you know, to the highest point, then go right ahead. Uh, wishing you all a wonderful Saturday night. Let's hope they uh, throw down, give us some funk, and settle into a nice uh, weekend. Glaze on, guys. Be good. Okay, thanks, Elliot, for sending in that uh, review. Once again, everybody, if you want to send us in a, a quick one-minute review from the venue, either before the show, hopefully not during, but maybe during set break or afterwards, um, go ahead and do that. Fire up the Voice Memo app on your phone. Uh, take a, a quick recording, maybe interview some people around you if you're at set break, get some reactions from the crowd, uh, and go ahead and email that into us at helpingfriendlypodcast at gmail.com. And uh, if we get some good Missions will include this, like that one that we just got from Elliot. So thanks again to Elliot. Um, so Andrew and Becca, um, I know Andrew, you said you went the first night. Becca, you did not go the first night, right? Correct. Okay. So what was the um, yep. what was the vibe for you guys heading into night two? I mean, it seems like from what everything is people are saying that that uh, it's like the energy has been off the hook. I think just between the anticipation of the run in general and then based on a pretty strong first night show. Okay. Um, so I mean, you know, I think they should be opening with Auld Lang Syne every night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like New Year's in there, and like by you know, it's only night two last night. Like by night five, the ushers are just going to give up. <laughs> uh, but like it, it's really fired up in there and the vibe is like very positive um, 
and yeah, yeah people, people are pumped up. People are like really into it. But I think the um, whole donut theme has got people, you know, pretty excited, mm-hmm. interested yeah. to see what'll happen. So. Did you guys manage to get donuts last yeah. night? No, we didn't get in at that. It was too hot for donuts anyway. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, make sure uh, if you're going other nights, check out the donuts. Federal Donuts make amazing, amazing donuts. It's really cool to see those guys uh, working with fish. Um, So, okay, so obviously a lot of pre-show energy um, going in. There's obviously a lot of speculation, I think, about the strawberry theme. Um, It's kind of crazy. I thought that, like, the guesses that fans had were, like, completely on the nose. Uh, It's strange for a fish thing to turn out that way um but starting out Are with people s- getting yeah i think the, the the top three things that i saw at least yesterday on twitter and elsewhere like oh, people, yeah. people were like oh strawberry fields forever Haley's comet uh and then uh strawberry number 23 like it just like it has to happen you know what i mean um so but to start off right My away tell a dope man <laughs> at NWA, but we thought that would be inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, pretty good start to the show. But what do you guys think about the first set? Anything that stuck out in particular? Uh, the Mama Dance Jam was fantastic. Um, totally got lost in that. It was that was awesome. Funky Bitch was a fucking rager. Oh, sorry. Can I swear? Yes, you can. Anyway, it was <laughs> Funky Bitch Part of fire. <laughs> That's the song name. That was awesome. That was really fun. Uh, Great energy. Yeah, I think, uh, I thought, like, one of the key takeaways from Friday night was that uh, it's great to see Trey, like, being the band leader that he is, but, like, the band depends on, like, each of the band members, like, taking a stand and asserting themselves, and I thought that that wasn't really taking place as much as it should, and, you know, you see Paige getting involved, like, right away. And Fishman was starting to get all over the kit in the way that I thought was, was you know, basically critical for the band. And uh, that really started from the get-go. And um, by the time, you know, by the time they finished this squirming coil, Paige was just, like, putting on, you know, reminding everybody that the guy is a classically trained piano player that could, like, just do a 45-minute concerto if he wanted to in a Madison Square Garden and he'd sit there and be down for it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like like you said, the the mo- it seems like the th- throughout the whole summer, but definitely on this run, you know, the first two nights so far, it seems like every song is getting a little something extra. Um, you know, yeah. Becky, you mentioned the moment dance, but then even the breath and burning right after that was like great. Yeah, I was gonna the- say the breath and burning jam was like was, was really good. Not always a, a fan of that song, but they really jammed it out nicely last night. You yeah. know, when fish is on, they have the ability to make any song sound good. Exactly. Uh, exactly. This was one of those nights I thought. Yeah. Yeah. And then so, so same thing with the Rogue too. And I felt you know, like squirming coil pages solo at the end. So, I mean, I can only imagine by <laughs> the end so of the Trey, as far as I recall, Trey hit all his lines. Yeah. So I imagine that by the end of that first set, I mean, even, you know, starting from a, amazing energy by set break, it was probably pretty, uh, pretty crazy in there. Right. Yeah. It was a beautiful end of the second set and, uh, or the first set. Uh, and it was like really led perfectly and then obviously the disease and they really just like once they got past the you know the last verse would have really like dropped right into the, the jam and it was basically awesome man it's awesome yeah so um yeah yeah great energy and um opening with disease of course you know that's always going to bring 
bring, bring tons of energy to the crowd. So that was, you know, you get everybody just like fired right back up again from the get go. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, so you've got a down with disease second set opener, which, um, you know, you're saying, of course, uh, great way to start the, the, sh- the set out all the time. Um, and then just like the other songs we were talking about, I mean, it just, the jam just went there fast and it was, um, exploratory and, so can we and talk long. About jam for a sec? Yeah. Let's, you know, I haven't been, I haven't been seeing a lot of fish to be honest. I used to see them a lot in like the last two years. I've only seen a few shows. Um, but that, like that jam I thought was just really good. And, uh, like, you know, reminded me of like, why I feel like I've been missing out and that it's something that just felt so different than what I had been seeing the night before and the stuff that I've heard, like, you know, just like, I don't know, like really visceral and sort of immersive. Uh, and just to see them like really work as a team was really great. I thought that was really good. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, what what do you guys think about kind of the the style that they're jamming in right now? Because it seems like a lot of these jams head into this very kind of blissed out territory. I mean, do you think that that's um, do you like that because it kind of brings the happiness, the energy to the room, or do, would you prefer to see maybe a little bit more variety? Um, I don't know. I I, I definitely enjoyed it last night for sure. Uh, I think over a longer period of time, variety is certainly nice. Um, but, you know, I, I don't have many complaints about last night. Um, I thought the jamming was really tight. Uh, it was really fun. You know, it, it, is, it is fun to get blipped out sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So with, with respect, at least to the disease jam, like, I, I, would you consider that a bliss jam? I, like, I don't, I didn't consider it to be in that territory. I think they do, like, at least the first night, and they were, like, sort of tending towards this, like, split situation, and I've been reading about it, but it felt like sort of, like, deep, like, I don't know, like, I don't know, some, like, elect night. I don't want to use the word electronica, but, like, Paige was just, like, ripping through these things, and Mike, you know, like, these, the grooves were just, like, so thick, and uh, Trey was, like, you know, we were along the side. We were parallel with the stage and not in front of it, so we couldn't see any of Trey's fretwork. Um which I think like sort of worked really well for that jam. And it, and then when they ended up peeking it out towards the end, they had really earned it. I thought and it, it seemed like a different section of the jam, you know, it, it, but it didn't strike me as a bliss jam per se, but um, do you, I, how do you feel about that? Well, I think, yeah, I think it's kind of making its way into all of those jams. I think you're right. The, um, the disease, particularly towards the end, um, kind of got into, into a groovier place, but, um, they just, they seem like they wind up in that blissed out, uh, place for at least yeah. part of, of each of the jams. Um, but then, like you said, mm-hmm. they, they got a little bit more stretch out as they wound up into, um, strawberry letter 23. Um, were you guys, fam- <laughs> were you guys oh, familiar wow. with that song already? I know everybody probably knows yeah. the hook, but did you really know the losing original song? <laughs> yeah. My wife was losing her mind during it. She loves all that R and B stuff. She's not like the biggest fish fan. And she's like, what? <laughs> you know, obviously the beat is just like so iconic. I think she's like a mate dog set. Yeah, I was, oh, it's, yeah, cool. it, it's funny, I, I pulled up the Wikipedia page for that song to see, because I was like, I'm trying to remember which 
song I've heard that sampled in. And there's actually like a crazy list. There's like 15 different songs that they list there, as well as like another 10 or so that like, like uh, Outcast mixed Miss Jackson, where they just like dropped That's in a one. little yeah, bit yeah, of the melody, yeah. right? You know, never meant to mm-hmm. make your daughter cry. So, um, That's the one. Yeah, it's 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 kind of crazy to hear like that song so ubiquitous, but um, to hear Ray Fish. Ray's good on it too. I thought his vocals were good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it, it worked. It worked. Um, so then, what the the middle of the set? I guess the only if I had to have one complaint about the show at all last night, and I do think it was a really strong show. Is it maybe the middle of the second set got like a little bit of a slump with birds? I always wanted it this way, and all of these dreams. Um, I don't know if you guys felt that way or if the energy kind of kind of stayed up before the end. Uh, yeah, I thought they were going to drop right into 2001 and instead they went right into just all of these dreams, right? With uh, After the, like, the little jarringness of it, I actually thought it worked. Um, I don't know, Becca, what did you think? Um, I, I have to say, like, my energy kind of went down at that point, but I also was doing the shows over and <laughs> kind of just getting tired by that point. Um, but the energy around us was still pretty pretty high the, all the way through. People were definitely into it. People were grooving. They worked it out, though, with uh, with Melt and then the, re- the disease reprise. The trade just pulled out of mm-hmm. his hat right there, and they really went to town on it, too. Like, didn't just reprise it. They, like, did a full jam, and it was ridiculous. Yeah, you know, it's funny, because I, when I saw that on the set list before watching the show, I was like, oh, I guess, like, in the middle of the split open and melt jam, they probably just wound up in the, uh, you know, something close to the disease uh-huh. theme. I didn't I realize. Yeah, it was. And, and actually, I think he just did it and he just started playing and the band's like, Oh shit. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you watch on the, on the webcast <laughs> video, like, he just, it looked like he just had this like light bulb go off above his head and he yeah, just looked, turned to fish man. Yeah. And he just started ripping that lick. Good. But then like you said, it was, um, it was just like, it was almost like he said, like, you know what? We had such a good time jamming disease. Let's just jam disease again. And like, Uh they just started it out and they went from there. Right. It felt good. Yep. Um, so then shine a light and then the three song encore. Um, how did, how did that, uh, wind up the, the night for you guys? Um, my sweet one was fun at the end. I, I really enjoyed that. Um, the cities was great, but, and to be honest, I thought but, it was awkward. Yeah. Uh, Peaches felt rushed, and to I thought that they kind of I don't know I don't know I thought it was kind of butchered, and then um, like well I don't know why they rushed through three songs when they could have just picked cities you know because cities was like the perfect jam for the way that they the perfect song to like cap off the way they've been jamming it would have been would have worked so well with like sort of how they had been doing disease and. Um, and they just basically played the song and then stopped it. And then they went into My Sweet One, which was great and really fun, but I just don't know why they used three, like why they rushed through three songs when they have 10 more shows. It felt awkward to me, I don't know. Yeah, City's Jam would have been... It was all gravy at that point, so... Yeah, the only thing I can think is that it seems like they're doing something a little bit thematic with the encores, and so maybe they had something in mind that they wanted to do, but then, yeah. like you said, the ex- execution was a little bit rushed. 
Um, I don't know. I guess there's this. There seems to be two different kind of patterns here. One was that um, they did Mango Song Encore first night and then Peaches on Regalia Encore the second night. Right. Um, the other one, in, ca- in case you weren't aware, didn't pick up on it. Shuggy Otis, who did the original Strawberry uh, Letter tw- 23, yeah. played bass on on the original Zappa version of Peaches on Regalia. So they might be trying to get yeah. that in. The My Sweet One was, was another- weird. Yeah, go ahead. You know, that's such a, like, that song is like so fit. It's like, that could be a fish song, you know, and, and it means so much to them. And it like, and, you know, you, I, it felt weird for them just to come out and like rush through it. And you could, I thought that you could see Trey just like, damn it, I'm like, I'm missing it. And I thought Paige tried to come in at one point to like bail him out. Um, so I'm like, I don't know. It felt weird. Um, but like I said, it was all gravy at that point. So. Yeah, it was funny at the end of Cities, Trey's like, all right, thank you guys. And then, like, all of a sudden, they just went straight into my sweet one. It's like, yeah. he was like, oh, wait, we're playing. Oh, yeah. Huge yeah. So for you guys, if you have if you have a really raging show like that, I mean, d- can the encore make or break it? Or is it really just kind of extra or bonus at that point? Nah, I mean, gravy, really. the, at, they started off so strong and, like, the first and second set both were so great that... You know, the encore is not going to take away from that. It'd be great to get an awesome encore to cap it off, but... Yeah, you know, at that point, you're asking for it to, like, be kicked up an extra notch, you know, as opposed to being dropped down or something. Yeah, but, gotcha. But definitely take away from that show. Excellent, excellent. So, um... And, you know, Madison Square Garden is so intense, like, you know, it's like a whole visceral experience that, you know, by the encore, you're just like, whoo, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. the lights... <laughs> Great, uh, yeah. Get me out of here. Oh, it's a whole experience. And there's ten more nights of music, which is just uh, mind blowing to me. Really, a testament to them as a band and their legendary status, and and they're taking it really seriously. And uh, I'm excited to get that. So, how many more shows yeah, are each of you going to? Yeah. Oh, Sorry. We're, we're going tonight, and. Okay. Maybe the last. And then, yeah, yeah uh, I'm going to catch, try to catch, like, I want to catch, like, a Wednesday, probably. And then probably one or two or three of the last weekends. Yeah, I live in New York, so, you know, the fear of missing out catches in and you just take a subway and, you know, you're in, you're in the thick of it. Yeah, excellent. And Becky, yeah, you're, you're just going tonight? Last night. Last night was my uh, first night seeing the new lighting rig, um, and that was pretty sweet. It was, like, pretty cool to, like, because I've seen videos and stuff, but to see in person, like, and we were, since Andrew said, we were, like, right on the side of the state on, on, on Mike's side, and just to be able to, like, see how they're all working um, and moving around is pretty cool. Excellent. Excellent. So um, if I were to ask you guys, if we throw one uh, clip in here for our listeners, um, what was one highlight of the night that you think we should uh, include on the episode here? Hmm. Good question. Um, I think it was a disease or like, um, or melt where Trey was, or Paige was leaving this like really weird synth jam. It was like almost like, uh, I don't know, it's like a feedbacky type sound that he was using, like really like electronic and like when me- like metal on metal type sound. And then Trey started trying to play along in his guitar, but he made the right decision and put his guitar down and headed over to the marimba. Mm. And Paige just took it away. Paige and Mike, I thought that was like, that jam was really good. 
Was that during uh, I Always Wanted It This Way that he played the marimba? Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. Yep. It, the, yeah, that Cynthia yeah. thing. So, okay, so yeah, let's let's uh, include that. Um, we'll throw that jam on here for people to listen to. Yeah, that was really good. Excellent, yeah. excellent. So, um, sounds like you guys had a great time last night. Thanks for uh, joining here and giving us your thoughts on the show, um, Becca. I know you're at L- in Lily Patches on uh, Twitter. Uh, Andrew, is there anywhere that the folks can find you? Just around, around, <laughs> around at the shows. I have an Instagram. <laughs> I have a Facebook just so I could tweet some ridiculous picture of Donald Trump, but I don't use it. <laughs> All uh, right. I, I, I mean, I mean, yeah, Twitter, but uh, or actually Ivanka, but um, I, 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 no, my last name is Brian Bach. B R E I D E N D A C H. If anyone wants to send me hate mail. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you guys again and uh, and have a blast at the show tonight and any others that you uh, that you make it to. All right. Thanks, Matt. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll uh, talk to you tomorrow with another quick. What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking... I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Kitten.
Well, hey, friends, my name is Zach Lupiton. You may know me from the band Dust Bowl Revival, but I also host a music discovery podcast called The Show on the Road. For the last five seasons, I've been able to dive deep and have intimate chats with folks like the Lumineers, Andy DeFranco, Wolfpack, Keb Moe, Lake Street Dive, Bela Fleck, and more. So guess what? After 150 conversations with some of my favorite songwriters from around the world, we are bringing brand new episodes to the Osiris Network. New interviews and intimate acoustic performances will be coming at you this summer. And which episodes are coming next, you ask? I am Zach Goody, the lead singer for the band Smash Mouth. Our band is called Milky Chance. We are based in Berlin. My name is David Shaw. I sing and write songs with my band, The Revivalists. Trust me, these conversations go some wild places. So subscribe to the show on the road on Osiris, and we'll see you soon. Hey, this is Dewey Halpas, host of Peer Pleasure on the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Join me each week as I explore another long-form conversation with one of your favorite musicians, actors, comedians, or creatives. From Chino Moreno of the Deftones, John Gorley of Portugal the Man, to Fat Mike from NoFX, and Ian Mackay from Fugazi and Minor Threat, we go all over the map. From Fallout Boy to Slayer, peer pleasure has it all. Check us out now on Sound Talent Media.